Welcome to the Havana Sessions podcast. We're at episode number 13, and I am Sarah Beth Hunt. And I'm Kaido. Opportunity to um, have some coffee. <laughs> yeah, here we are I at Havana Cafe. We just do this podcast just so we can drink, have an excuse to drink coffee. Isn't it? I love it here at this yeah. cafe. It's so nice. Uh, it has yeah. a good feel. You know, you get used to the cafe that you love, and then you walk in, and you're just like, ah, oh, my uh, second home. Yeah, so nice. And um, yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. More coffee, please. Yes. So, um, so today I was. Um, well, I was going to tell you a story. Okay. And, uh, I like stories. Yes. Well, I love stories, as you know. Being a writer, that kind of comes with the territory. And there's a story that has been flitting in and out of my head for quite a number of months now. And, uh, yeah, so I thought I'd share it with you, and then you can tell me what you think. All right. Hey! Podcasting 101. <laughs> Turn off your phone. There Turn I off go. your phone. Yay. <laughs> it's Sorry. all right. It's all right. Carry on. All right, let me hear your story. Okay. The story is not about my phone. <laughs> okay, so uh, this story, which probably a lot of people listening might have heard before, but it's a Native American grandfather who's talking to his grandson. And he's speaking to him about violence and cruelty in the world and how it comes about. And the grandfather says it's as if two wolves are fighting in his heart. One is vengeful and angry, and the other wolf is understanding and kind. The young man asks his grandfather which wolf will win the fight in his heart, and his grandfather answers, the one that wins will be the one I choose to feed. So I love this story. The story pops up into my head all the time. And so my questions, I guess, and for your thoughts are, number one, do you think that we do have two wolves, each of us? Like, does everybody have two wolves inside of them? And if so, how do we feed the right wolf? Okay, so I think my initial answer to the first part of your question is yes, that we both, that we all have these two wolves inside of us. Now, I suppose there's a number of different levels that we could address this on. And, you know, is it, are we talking positive, negative sort of personalities, good, bad? Uh, we could look at it on those aspects. I suppose coming from, um, I guess, my background, in fact, from this, this, this week... I was doing a piece of work with a, a charity called Intrust Care, and it's, it's, a, it's a group that helps carers for um, special needs needs children. So basically, they come and they pick up some different skills and things to help help them on their sort of well-being. But what I was with them with on is that they, when they have to deal with professionals, they have to deal with outside organizations and things like that. Uh, sometimes they feel. Um, less than their best, as in they have difficulties having conversations with these guys. And what it turns out is they were sharing their stories with me, 
is that in their head they were telling themselves stories that that um, that made them feel apprehensive about talking to these outside agencies. So very much as 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 the story that you were alluding to here, they were feeding the side of themselves that made them feel anxious, that made them feel um, uh, less adequate to be able to deal with professionals. And by the end of it, it was for me to get them to feed the other side, the one that made them more empowered. So I think we do this all the time, is that what we choose to focus on, what stories we choose to tell ourselves, that's how we feed either one of these these wolves. Yeah, I mean, it, for me, there's two kinds of stories, two kinds of stories out in the world. Mm. One, which is a very common thread, is that there's evil and good in the world. And it's a real black and white situation. You have all those superheroes, you know, you have the Lord of the Rings falls into this category. You know, so we have the bad guys and we have the good guys. And the good guy's job is to defeat evil in the world. But then this story, I feel like, says something very different. And this story, to me, says that the good and bad, the compassionate and the violent the angry and the um, caring reside in all of us and we all have the capacity for all of those things yeah. so it's in so in a way it's both empowering in that we have a choice about who to be but also for me this is the ultimate story of compassion because it means that everybody has a little bit of good and a little bit of bad and so do we and so the, it's harder, it's, once you start, once I start really taking the story to heart and the message that I feel like it has, then it becomes harder to judge other people. Well, you know, a question, as you were saying, saying that, the question that came into my head was, or which way are we born? So you, you know, so there is this philosophy that man is basically good, that you're born with these the great qualities and there's only through some sort of corruption or whatever that we go another way and then there's another school of thought that says man is basically evil we were born into sin um, and then through you know patience hard work diligence all those sorts of things and yeah. we can overcome our sinful nature but left to man's own devices and um, he's, he's the bad wolf all the way yeah um so yeah i guess that would be my question feel, do you think I, that I we're think, born i think that's the thing the i think that you know Although it makes more sense in a way that we... We know we are all capable of anger. We know we're all capable mm. of, of, you know, even things that are destructive, you know, as well as great kindness, great compassion to the people that we love. But we, but we, somehow it seems like there's more prevalence of the other kind of story. It seems like it's more comfortable for us to externalize the bad stuff and think, oh, that's the evil people out there, and, you know, the people that are close to me are the good people, or, or whatever. Yeah. Or even if you're dealing with, you know, friends and stuff, but someone's wronged you, it's really easy to just go into that mode and be like, but they're selfish, and I'm good, and they're wrong, and I'm you're, right. You're just sparking all kinds of synopses <laughs> in my head, because... Watch out, everybody, there's uh, fireworks <laughs> yeah. going off. Well, I'm just thinking about any great piece of literature, whenever you think of the bad guy. But they don't always start out bad. And then, because there's a school of thought that says that every human being operates with good intention. 
So even the bad guys, they don't see themselves as bad. What they see themselves is there's some injustice or there's something out of balance, and they're trying to yeah. correct that balance, and they're doing it in a way um, that they, the only way they, they know how. It isn't that they go out, well, I'm going to be evil. It's just that this needs to change, and this is the way that I know how to do it, and then there's some other side to do it. So, um, I don't even know where I was going with that. Well, you were, you, were, you were starting, uh, you asked that. me a question that I didn't yeah. really respond really answer which is do, are we born like this yes, and are yeah, the, yeah. Are, you know and I think that there's so many things that we come to in our lives you know whether it's like our experiences in early childhood or you know as we all know anyone who's had kids or been around kids kids do not come to the table empty packages that we can just fill up with the good stuff you know they are complex human beings from the moment they are born it's really kind of almost impossible to say mm. and and it's not as important as recognizing that all of us have all of these aspects in us yeah so I think we have the capacity for it all and then we have this shadow side so some would say that you know your reaction to someone that's rude for instance is more about you than it is about them because I might see the same action and not have that reaction to it because that's not my definition of rudeness or rudeness for whatever reason doesn't phase me. So it's almost you're projecting onto that other person. So, And in fact, a lot of your sort of personal development aspects can come from that, isn't it? So the thing that you react to is the very thing that you need to address because what your reaction is fueled by the fact that you fear being that and so you have this negative reaction to it because you recognize that in yourself. So it, yeah, no, goes, I think yeah. that's right. Yeah, I think that's right. But I think that there, we are more comfortable telling the other kind of story. There's mm. something that just is easier about it if we think that other people are bad and we're good, or that other people are wrong and we're right. And, I was going to say that was interesting that you said good or bad. I wonder if people think in that terms that I'm good and he's bad. Well, there's Maybe. a lot of narratives out is there that? right now pol- politically with the you know people that are trying to you know be evil and just they hate our way of life and they're just trying to destroy and it's, right, but if you, you know it on the other side from the other person's point of view they're saying the same thing about the same they indeed are and yeah. i think that's my point is that yeah. that's a story that's a, a kind of story that is easier for us to tell for for whatever reason and i think that this story about the wolves that's why it so sticks with me and mm. it feels so Resonant, resonant right now, and resonant for me personally, because it just means that you have to acknowledge that the very thing you're getting frustrated about, about whatever someone's done to you, there's an element of that that resides in you. And that is so uncomfortable. (laughs) Nobody wants to think that. And maybe... um, I'm just... Yeah, so... I guess... Yeah. Yeah. So you think... Everybody, it's not me, it's them. Yeah. Is it that kind of that kind of argument? Is that yeah? So, in your story, the grandfather, he never actually says good or bad, or right or wrong, and he never actually, well, it doesn't seem to make a distinction between the two, as in you should be this way or you should be that way. He merely just makes the statement that the one that's going to win is the one that you feed. Do you think he was 
Yeah, I mean... I, was it pushing the kid towards, you know, feeding the good, compassionate one or feeding the vengeful one? You know what's amazing about this story? This story embodies so much of what I love about storytelling in general, mm. which is just that this is just one version of the story. And we have no idea if this story actually happened, because, of course, oh, there's right. a story Sto- in a story. Stories are that, and, the and stories. And every telling will describe the wolves differently, won't they? Mm. And the grandfather will, in that story, describe the wolves differently. So in this case, it's about violence and anger and versus the good, understanding, kind wolf. Other stories are going to attach different labels onto each of those wolves. Mm. You know, so in a way, we have to decide for ourselves what those two wolves are. And I suppose in any one moment, in any situation they're going to have slightly different inflections about what's actually a battle. And I think you need both those wolves inside of you. Um, There's a Star Trek episode that, one of my favorite ones, where Captain Kirk is beamed up from a planet and the the the, uh, beaming thingy, I don't even know what it's called, (laughs) the transporter. Um, We're waiting for that, (laughs) aren't we? Exactly. Um, He splits. And the compassionate Kirk is on one hand and then the... uh, action go get selfish characters on the other hand and they're in a big crisis and they've locked up the bad Kirk in quotation marks and they have the compassionate one out and he's you know he's intelligent and he's you know he's, he, can, he can make all understand the situation and he's very compassionate towards everything but the one thing that he isn't isn't very decisive he can see both sides of it but he doesn't have the energy to make the decision whereas the other Kirk is just all animal, all here's decisive, here's what we're going to do, and he just goes, he's just all action. Um, and they had the end, and what they concluded at the end of it is actually that it needed both sides to be complete. So Captain Kirk was Captain Kirk because he needed both those. Take one out, you know, no longer have the same man. Um, and I think about that even in my own sort of terms, like coming up here today. I'm at that place where, like, I'm very angry inside. Like, like I got a lot of angry energy in me. And I can be angry or I can use it. You know, so it was like, it was, it was the, and I'm not mad at anything. I just have very, I guess it's just angry, maybe aggressive. I got a lot of aggressive energy in me at the moment. And it can show itself either by me being angry or doing something to someone or I could channel it and use it for good in, to help me with things that I'm doing now. And that's, but I have to be aware of that. You have to be aware that that See, exists. That, that's, that's really interesting. And I suppose that's one of the things I love about stories is you have your own interpretation of it. And that story about Captain Kirk, it's like, that's not how I see this mm. story about the wolves. I see, like, I see the story as two wolves and one is violent and ignorant, basically, on a kind of real level about what, what is the wise thing to do in any one moment. And the other mm. one is kind of clear-headed and compassionate and, and wise. And in a way, my interpretation always has been, up until you've brought this up, <laughs> <laughs> that... You know, one wolf you need to starve, and one wolf you need to like shove food in his mouth, oh. like here, here, here. But you know that I I really like your interpretation of it actually, and I think that's the point is that any of these emotions, anger, like 
you know, I suppose in certain situations, violence is absolutely necessary. Hopefully not in most of our lives. Yeah. But in certain people's situations, you know, maybe you need to defend your child. I don't know. But, you know, yeah, I suppose yeah. it's about using these things wisely. It's the self-awareness piece, isn't it? Because you're right. I mean, mostly we walk around and we're peaceful because we are, are because we can, we can afford to. But if you were threatened, then I think most people are capable of violence. If someone is threatening you in its life or people that you love, you're probably capable of stepping up to and, and being violent because that's what's called for in a situation. You're not a violent person as I go around and just be violent just because, but the situation calls for it. So for me, it's, a, it's, it's just this, it's the awareness that we're capable of both those. So for me, the wolf is, is, is you don't starve one or feed the other, maybe. Um, but you integrate them and make them play nicely together and feed them both because <laughs> I can use the energy from the other, the energy, maybe not the how the... So for me, personally, at this thing that I'm going through right now, feeling very aggressive, if I was not self-aware, that would probably come out in a different way, whereas I can take that energy. You'd be picking a fight with me right now, maybe. Yeah, it would be. A bit like, ah, You're wrong, and I'm right. But it can take that energy, and, and I could take the energy. Maybe that's, so if I'm defining my terminology, you know, so I feel aggressive, and I can show itself in a negative way, or I can take that aggression, use the energy that it gives me, and express it in a, in a positive way. But I, that energy is in me, and it's like going mad at the moment, and I have to, yeah. you know. And I think that's, that's true of a lot of these emotions that we define as negative, like anger, for instance. Mm. Like, anger can be very unwisely expressed, but anger in itself is not always a negative, and it can be the thing that you need to feel to push you into action. But you need to be pushed in, like, you need to, it needs to be through wise action rather than just action propelled by the blinding anger. Um, yeah. No, I mean, it, it's interesting. I, I just, oh, I just love stories. I just love stories. I think that, you know, for me now, what's happened is that the story has, like, morphed, and it's become kind of two stories. And one is about how there's certain aspects of us that work together, and there's two wolves, and they need to work together. But then I still have that other, like, original interpretation yeah. of the story that that is... There are unwise ways of acting, and there are wise ways of acting mm. in whatever situation. And I want to starve the unwise parts of me, the, the parts that don't serve me, the parts that, you know, yeah, just that, that divert yeah. my attention away from yeah. all the things that I love and the things that bring me good. You know? It's almost looking at it. If you go you know, with that, or your original interpretation, I can see that absolutely, as in the, the, good, the, you know, the one wolf and then the other wolf. and. The where you put your attention, that's the one that you're feeding, then that's the way that your behavior manifests itself in the world because you focus on, um, well, you focus on those, I want to say positive, but you focus on the compassion, you focus on um, those positive traits and they get stronger. Well, you could just as well, and maybe you have justification for feeding the other one. Maybe... Um, well, for instance, I'll tell you, I guess this is kind of a real-world story for me in this instance. So um, one of my last um, acts when I was in Germany with the 1st Armour Division is that we were going to go over into the Balkans. Um, and I don't know, there's a book called um, The Balkan Ghost. 
uh, Kaplan is the author's name. And the and our battalion commander brought us in this this big auditorium. He's reading from this book, and he reads a, a scenario where, and I won't name whichever side, but one of the factions, they rounded up all the women and children and they brought them into this meat factory and pretty much put them on the hooks and cut the babies out of mother's stomachs and all this stuff. And then in that moment, you could almost understand why the other side hated these guys so much and wanted to continue. They wanted to go vengeance. They wanted to feed that wolf because it's very clear in their reason, in their mind, what's happened to their family. So um, for them, vengeance is the absolute thing because they need to take retribution. Um, so I guess I'm saying that to say that, yeah, which one do you feed? Is it about the context and what's going on around you? And then what do you focus on is the thing that brings that brings that characteristic more alive. But yeah, I think that's a really, really sad reality that people have, that people are actually going through really real, like, terrible things. Mm. And, you know, I think that in a way, that's why the story can say so much, because wisdom to act requires us all to not only see the short term, but the long term, and to, to be able to separate our initial instinctual anger, like vengeful, violent response with, does that response get me what I want in the long term? Mm. And, you know, to keep that perspective and to be able to have that distance for a moment before you act to determine what to do. And if violence in a particular situation is going to get you, like you've thought it out, I mean, I don't know, I tend to want to be a pacifist, <laughs> but maybe that's not always possible. But, you know, I think that that, that's really I think really it becomes important. a different thing, like what you say. So, it's like, you're probably a peaceful person, you wouldn't hurt harm harm a fly or maybe a fly you might do <laughs> but in the context where you are acting instinctual as in someone comes in right now and they're threatening your life then there's no time to think you probably react in a natural to be honest I think that you can never yourself. really say and yeah. I think that's part of the developing compassion and understanding too is that like is, is, is to acknowledge that you really don't know yeah. what you would do in certain situations yeah until that sort of happens maybe maybe your reaction will be dependent on which wolf you fed the most <laughs> who knows and also yeah go ahead well I was going to say there's because there's just I was just telling the story about the Balkans, but if I brought it right back to home, one of the things, when my kids were really young, um, I took them to a family reunion um, down in North Carolina is where the family is at. And we were, th well, that actually, they, they, they didn't come with me. I went on the family reunion, and they weren't there. I was with my grandmother, um, and she was walking me around her hometown, Winston-Salem, I think it was, and she was saying, you know, when I was a kid, we couldn't go down that street, or you would couldn't go into that restaurant um, just because as a black American in those times you know she's a, that's a sure way you would have been in trouble so it was still recent in her head yeah. when we got to this family gathering and I was listening to the way adults were talking about um, the greatest sort of society I was like I wouldn't want to expose my kids to that and I was like racism in the states will never end if people continue to and there was little kids present 
So if the adults are, you know, saying these things, the kids just look up to the adults and model it, then how will things ever change? If they're feeding that side of it, then the kid will grow up with that side having been fed. And I was, I was very conscious of it because I was thinking, you know, great, I understand. I could have empathy, like, you know, because it's a recent memory. Um, but to pass it on to the kids... You know, why make them suffer? These kind of stories that we tell ourselves about our lives are so powerful, mm. you know, and can be can be really great and can be really. And you, and we make decisions, and it affects yeah. our behaviors, doesn't it? So whichever one of these wolves you feed, that's going mean, to be reflected e- in your behavior. Totally, I think, yeah. and I think we feed the wolves in two ways. We co- are constantly choosing how we're going to act. So every time we choose to act in a certain way, in a certain situation. Like, when someone cuts us off when we're driving and we yell and shout, it's just to bring it down to a very kind of (laughs) mundane... (laughs) But, you know, we're we're constantly feeding Mm. that habit and tendency that will probably continue the next time that happens. And I think, so, every time we act... It's reinforced. And every time we tell ourselves the same stories that we have about ourselves, and I mean, one of the like biggest and most fundamental is I'm right and everybody else is wrong. Yeah. Like, I know how things are, and everybody else is just disillusioned, <laughs> you know? Everybody else is getting in my way. Everybody else is rude. Everybody else is selfish, but not me. And, you know... We tell ourselves this story and we don't even realize we're doing it. Okay, that's the that's the thing that most people maybe aren't. I won't say most people, but people are not self-aware enough to know that they're telling. They're not even aware of the story that, that they're you telling. You know, Clay. Honestly, it's so difficult to maintain that level of awareness all the time, and I find myself as much as I was say, I've struggled. Just I was gonna. Here's my. Yeah. What's, what's what story do you tell yourself that you that that maybe needs challenging? <sighs> I'm sure I have loads of stories. I mean, you know, one of the stories, you know, there's there's so many different situations going on in my life mm. with family and with, you know, with certain friends. I have stories about all of them. I have stories about this person's intentions are like this. This person's always taking and never giving. Mm. This person is always playing the victim. And I am the generous one, you know, always listening. And they're always being a victim. I mean, that might be true. but And not, I think that's true. <laughs> but I also have to acknowledge that's a story I'm telling myself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that there's nothing more powerful them coming face to face with a different reality after many years of telling yourself a certain story and we've probably all experienced that too where you have a certain version of what happened during a certain situation in your life and then you know something new comes to light to quote the dude new shit comes to light how do you so being self-aware as you are how do you use this information to to, to, to help yourself. How do you or, feed the right wolf? Yeah. How do how do you feed? I mean, you you've read the story and you might you know the story and you aware of these stories. I think I use the story as training. Right. Every time I try, every time I catch myself being angry at someone else or judging someone else, and, and let me rephrase that. 
Sometimes when I catch myself. <laughs> that's the, that's the key word when you I catch, catch yourself. yourself yeah. yeah. Um, I have. I, I try and step back and think. What, like you're saying, why is this actually making me angry? Yeah. And is this, is the thing that's motivating them to act and do this? Can I relate to that on some basic level? And usually the answer is yes, because usually people, even when people are acting badly, and people act badly, this is not like a subjective, oh, everybody, yeah. you know, some people are cruel, some people are mean, some people, and sometimes we, we use bad words to others. And, you know, but it's usually motivated by a kind of common thread, fear that you're going to be rejected or that you're going to fail, fear that, you know, your dream isn't going to come true or that you're going to lose something, a big one, fear that you're going to lose something yeah. that you care about. You know, all of these things, I feel like if you recognize my that they're there, now, my bad oh, bring it. Well, my one wolf is saying, well, you know what, maybe those people got oh, it no, right. this is how we're going we're gonna to talk now. My yeah. one wolf is saying yeah. this, well, yes. and my other wolf is saying. <laughs> well, he's like, <laughs> that's bullshit. I mean, it's, no, yeah, he's like, you know what, actually, do we look at, like, say, you know, there was yesterday, I was down in London, and there was just, I had to laugh, because people just seemed to be in their own little world, and they're rude. But then I was talking, actually, you know, are they better off in an act? So... What am I trying to say? What I'm trying to say is, you know, they're doing what they want to do. And do I, am I conforming by saying, all right, well, no, I'll be considerate and I'll be this, but that's because that's what society says I need to be? Um, or do they have it right and I'll just go and do whatever I want to do and stomp on whatever toes and whatever and who, who cares because, you know, I'm getting what I want. Yeah. <laughs> or do I... So another way of putting that is, do you obey rules? So do you, like, let's just take something simple like speeding. Do you not speed because it's the law and you're afraid of getting caught, or do you not speed because you think it's the right thing to do? Well, I think that this is getting into the heart of the story because what you're actually seems to be asking is, like, how do you determine what, what's the good wolf? Mm. Sometimes it's not so clear. Sometimes there are situations where you have the presence of mind to step back and go, okay, I'm not going to react, and I'm going to think about this, and I'm going to investigate my own actions, and it's still not very clear what the right thing is to do. You know, so... So you just have to make up the story as you go along? Sometimes you think you're being the good wolf <laughs> and you're the bad wolf. I think I'm just going to be the bad wolf. <laughs> and I'm going to be apparently the woman that runs with wolves. Yeah, there you go. Awesome. Well, that's good. So I like it. So I'm just thinking of the, the listeners to think about your your wolf, your good wolf or your bad wolf. And I suppose one of the questions really then for people listening to think about how they define the two wolves. Ah, like yes. what yeah, what yeah. do you think of? What, what's a good wolf and a bad wolf? Yeah. What is your shadow self? What characteristics are there? And what are the good things that you want to feed in your own life, basically? Yeah. All right. I like that. And share. Share your stories. Let us know what you think in the comments. Um, cool. I think we're... I'm, I'm almost out of coffee, almost so I guess coffee. we're done. I'm out of coffee. I'm also finished this chocolate brownie as well. <laughs> well, I'm really happy about our new setup because I have a pretty yellow microphone now. Oh, you do? Ooh. Yes, I put that yellow thing on there for you. I didn't. What's your favorite color? I have lots of favorite Which, colors. What color would you want your thing to be? Your teal. What, what is teal? Like blue green. 
Like um, this color. Ah, like that. I might be able to accommodate mm. you. Ah. Ooh. Ooh. Excellent. All right. <laughs> a, a picture of on Twitter is going out now. It is. Absolutely. It sure is. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Everybody. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you here next week.